This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. App news, device reviews, security advice, and more. It's time to talk tech with me, Michael Babcock. Get your dose of ever-changing technology knowledge right here on Kelly and Ramia. Michael, I've been really um, looking forward to a first-hand review or account of this product. So I'm excited that you're going to talk about it. The Apple Vision Pro. It's in the wild. So tell us first um, what exactly this is. So I know people couldn't see me uh, before the doorbell, but I was sitting here nodding my head on your comments <laughs> with voiceover. Like, yep, right. yep, that, that's, uh-huh. that explains my relationship with voiceover well, practically, on Mac OS right? all the time. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, you're so good for three weeks. Why? Why today? Yes, okay. yes. Why Why do you have to do this today? And, and why do you do this this time? It's uh, never the same saying, thing, at least for me. Honestly. Uh, yes. Yes. So the Apple Vision Pro, according to the Apple Vision Pro user guide, and let me see if I can get this real quick. It's the Apple Vision Pro is a spatial computer that blends digital content and apps into your physical space, which that might be like, huh, what's it? What what does that do? So uh, what the Apple Vision Pro is, is it's been described to me as goggles um, that people can wear. It's a headset that you wear um, that allows people to bring technology into their into their environment. One of the cool things that sound one of the things that sounds cool to me is that you can bring apps and tools into your 3D environment and get audio feedback based on where those apps and tools are. So I may have kind of jumped the gun a little bit. The Apple Vision Pro is a, a headset that you wear that allows you to use your apps um, and use your hands and eyes to control the device. And this has been rumored for years from Apple. Um, finally was released to the wild and uh, people have mixed opinions on it. But going back to the spatial uh, awareness of this, and we kind of seen this with the AirPods Pros, um, and that is spatial audio. Um, And to me, that's really interesting. If you put your music application, because you can put things in your environment on your left-hand side, but slightly in front of you, guess what? That music is going to come from your left-hand side slightly in front of Mm. you, which is kind of cool. Another nice thing about this is um, the Apple Vision Pro playing off of what you guys were talking about in the laid segment um, is also a good way for someone to uh, get their TV or their entertainment into a size and location that best supports them. So a friend, we'll hear his voice here in a couple of minutes, um, went ahead and he has low vision, but he's able to bring an 80-inch TV into his environment, for example, bring that close to him so he can see what's going on on the TV and not have to worry about having the room for that TV actually physically in his environment. Brock, this is your solution. Perfect. Yep. It's only 3,500 US, Brock. (laughs) Okay, I'll just... Pull that out of my bank later. Yeah, Megan, get on this conversation. 
maybe Mr. Ethel will get you one for for uh, research purposes, right? <laughs> See? Right. Yeah. And uh, another cool yes. thing about this is uh, Michael was on a FaceTime call with one of his friends. <laughs> I think this is funny. He went outside while wearing his Vision Pro, and he did not bring his t- his window for the FaceTime call with him. So his window for the FaceTime call was still sitting in his living room. Um, and so the person he was on FaceTime with goes, "You know, just so you know, it sounds really uh, reverby. Um, I I can I can hear you, but." it's kind of difficult to hear you because it goes back to that spatial uh, awareness. Mm. I asked him, I said, does that mean you have the Accio feature from Harry Potter to bring your window back to you? And he said, <laughs> yes, yes, you do. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so cool. Have you heard from uh, blind users using it? Yeah. So um, I'm going to, I'm going to go off of the basis of Michael Doys and uh, Shelly Brisman. Michael Doys uh, runs the IA cast network and he purchased one a couple of weeks ago. And his first experience was this is horrible. I can't use this because eye tracking was enabled by default. And he has a condition where he has no control over his eyes. So they move around a lot. And so the focus in the Apple Vision Pro was was jumping around a lot. Now, you can go in and disable that once you get through the setup process. And he has since had to go through the setup process a second time uh, because he bought the 512 gigabyte and then quickly realized that he needed to upgrade to the one terabyte version. Uh, So he had to take that one back and get a new one. And the setup experience was a little better. But um, he he did say be aware of that when you're using it, especially if uh, your eye you don't have much control over your eyes. The eye tracking can be a little challenging. Um, It did have a voiceover tutorial. So Apple, if you can have a voiceover tutorial on the Apple Vision Pro, I'm still waiting for that voiceover tutorial on the iPhone. Yep. Um, and now that Michael has had the Apple Vision Pro for a couple of weeks, though, he said that navigating is completely doable, especially with your hands. Um, your vision level will impact, uh, obviously, how much you can actually see in the device, but it might also impact your interaction with it as well. Um, he, he really liked the audio quality of the headphones um that uh they, they kind of use like fire um kind of like the bose frames where it fires the sound into your ears he says that's really good but he also was blown away with the microphone quality i think we have a nine second clip i want to show you guys a demonstration mm-hmm. of that mic okay so this is a test to see how good these microphones sound we will record this and stop and see how it sounds now, that was recorded in a very open air area. Um, so there are some high ceilings in his room, but you couldn't even tell. Like, that is very me, direct. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the, it's almost like you're using a microphone right on your mouth that Mm -hmm. uh, does some noise cancellation. So I think there is some AI processing in that microphone from where it picks you up. Uh, But I'll tell you what, if if all of my Bluetooth headphones sounded like that, I'd be on the phone more often with the Bluetooth headphones. Especially AirPods. Are you kidding me? This sounded incredible. Uh, Are you excited (laughs) for the device, Michael? Not yet. Um, I'm, I might sound like I am, but really, you can't use third-party applications. So uh, the Vision Pro does have cameras on it, and you can't use those directly with Be My Eyes or Ira. Um, when you can use those, I think I'll be a little bit more e- excited about it. Now, we have with some discovery uh, found out that, hey, you know what? 
because this is based on Apple's ecosystem, you can take a picture of things using the native camera app. And then of course there's a share icon you can tap on. And then you can share that with things like Envision to get a description of it. But right now it's not as smooth as it could be. So I think once that comes, and of course the price tag, um, you used to be able to buy, you can't anymore, but you used to be able to buy a used car for that price of 3,500 US. But um, I think once that comes down a little bit and uh, the functionality comes up a little bit with the Apple Vision Pro, I will probably have one. I say give it about three to five years, uh, kind of like the Apple Watch. And <laughs> it came out, there was a lot of excitement. And then a couple of years later, everyone just had a watch on their wrist and, and Apple kind of uh, invaded our lives that way. You think three to five years, though, that's a it feels like a long time for the way that technology just moves these days to get it I right. I think three to five years, because I don't think they're going to be on an annual update basis like they okay, are that's with the fair. phone or computers. Right. So give it another edition or two, and then we'll be we'll be there where everyone's going to be like, yep, I want this. Now, Stephen over at Double Tap has really got me interested in these Ray-Bans uh, glasses yep. because they have some functionality, and I'm hearing some rumors about those too. So uh, definitely, I don't know, I might have to get a pair of those to hold me over until I can get the Apple Vision Pro. It's all about trends, though. Like, once one person has it and it's somebody in your close circle, you're like, I want to try that. And then it builds into something else. So I understand why these technological devices get picked up very quickly. Michael, uh, Liar is a RSS reader. What is RSS, if you would? Sure. So RSS stands for Really Simple Syndication, and it allows users the ability to access website updates simply by using a standard format. It's primarily used on blogs or websites that often have updates made to them. And you can install an app to read the RSS feed. Um, and so whenever there's a new story published to the uh, site, then the RSS feed will notify you and then you're able to get that. Kind of like getting the um, articles in your email inbox, except for you get to keep it a little separate. Um, and it's been around for years, pretty much since the internet started. Mm. And why do you like this specific app? Yeah, so I really like using Lear, L-I-R-E, which voiceover pronounced liar, which yep. I think is really interesting when it comes to the news. But um, <laughs> it allows me customiz customizability. I think that's how you would say that word. If I want to hear when I'm browsing my articles, a summary of the article followed by the date, and I don't want to hear the title, or if I'm not interested in hearing the author, but I want to hear the title and the date and the summary, I can completely customize what information is provided to me uh, as a voiceover user so I can efficiently go through my articles and quickly get the information I need. And then the last thing is, is Lear will also allow you to download the articles. So if you're traveling and you want to read all your news articles and you're on an airplane, you can actually download those articles before you get on the plane, go through your news articles and act on them uh, without being online. How can you sync your RSS feeds with other tools. 
Yeah, so you'd want to use a tool like an RSS aggregator, and this would allow you to add all of your RSS feeds to the aggregator, and then you sign into that aggregator with your RSS reader. For example, uh, Lear in this case, or there's a couple of other ones that work. And then anytime an update comes to any of the feeds you're subscribed to, you're able to get those updates in your reader. You want to tell us about a Paprika 3? This is an app that you purchased recently. Oh, if you like to uh, browse recipes, but you absolutely hate the advertisements on the website, <laughs> you need Paprika 3. So everybody. Um, mm -hmm. So what this allows you to do is uh, it allows you the ability to uh, copy those recipes into your Paprika app, and then you can categorize them. So based on the primary um, uh, ingredient in it or based on you know different meals, and then you can build out a menu and a shopping list. List, uh, with the ingredients and it's 100% accessible with voiceover. And so this is how the app allows you to collect recipes is basically how you just described it or is there more to that? So the biggest difference is when you're in Safari and you're on a web page, you tap that share button, you tap Paprika 3, and then it will go and suck up all the data, separate the ingredients from the instructions, and then there's a save button in the top right corner. And then that takes out all the advertisements. So next time you want to find that recipe, you simply open Paprika, you find the uh, recipe you want, and then you can either make it create you a shopping list based on the recipes you're cooking, or you can just read the ingredients um, and then you can rate that recipe right there within the application. Nice. And after using it for a week, what are your thoughts? I don't know how I dealt with all of those advertisements right? in the past. Honestly. Uh, and ultimately, I will keep using this application. My wife keeps sending me Facebook recipes. It's really cool because I don't have the Facebook app on my phone. Mm. But if I tap on the link that she sends me um, and then I tap share to Paprika, guess what? Paprika sucks all that data up. I don't have to have Facebook in. And then I have the recipe and I can make her dinner at least now i don't have any excuses not to anymore <laughs> it's all accessible to you yeah and you know um pinterest is another one and i'm not sure if we can go straight from pinterest to paprika three but uh, it's another one where mm -hmm. not all the the recipes are quite accessible and i'm not sure if it's because it, people are uploading images or what's going on but by the time i scroll and scroll and scroll i'm like i'm tired i'm gonna go find this recipe elsewhere so um that's one to experiment so with. you should get paprika and try it with pinterest because yeah. i'm pretty sure yeah. it'll make your life magical all right thank you magical <laughs> and food we'll talk to you next week Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider. Have a great show.